0: Are you pieces of social media guidance that exist for doctors and clinicians that can help to keep both them and their patients safe when they're using social media? If this is the first time we're meeting, I'm Dr Gandalf of EGP Learning, where I look at supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And in this episode, I look at various different forms of social media guidance, both formal and informal, like my own, which I'm going to prescribe to you, called Prescribe, and this will help to keep you and your patients safe. Make sure you subscribe to all of our content by ringing the bell, and you'll be first and foremost notified of all the stuff that we have. And as always, we're on all the various different platforms like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, various other places as well. And as always, leave any comments or questions that you've got. It's Tech your Primary Care and Learning. Shall we begin? Hi, GP Learners. So I'm about to show you the various different forms of social media guidance that exist to support doctors and clinicians in using social media. Um, effectively, there's various different ways you can look at this. Um, so for clarity, I'm a UK-based doctor, and as a result of that, some of these organizations are UK-based. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the GMC, the RCGP, the BMA. However, I have mentioned the AMA as well, so the American Association. Um, and they have all created guidance that came out around right about 2012, um, they're pretty good. Um, They talk about when you should use social media. They talk about when you shouldn't use social media and some of the things you need to consider. Um, I guess important one to recognize is the GMC, the General Medical Council the Regulator for Doctors. Theirs is quite clear. It's about 19 different points that reflects good medical practice, which is their main document about how doctors should act and, and stuff. And I guess it's important to remember that all these social media guidances exist because of the fact that doctors do have this position in society, it is this professional role, first of all, but also many patients may look to their local doctors and, and you know, people online who claim to be doctors with some element of respect or authority. And therefore, as a result of that, there is this view that what you say online clearly has an impact. Um, and, and that's important to recognize because social media is a tool, just like any tool, it can be used positively or it can be used negatively. Um, a great example I give to many people is um, an axe, for example. Clearly, a lot of people see an axe as a tool, an implement of danger and of threat. But actually, in the right situation, an axe can be a life-saving tool to get someone out of a car or to break a window when you're stuck somewhere or, you know, to create to help you get wood for heat, for example, if you're stuck somewhere. So actually, they have clear applications. And, and social media is no different. You know, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, all the various different platforms have really positive uses and a lot of these organizations actually have their own social media profiles for that particular reason because they are amazing at sharing information and sharing resources and connecting with people that you wouldn't be able to connect with normally however it can be challenging sometimes to understand how to use social media safely and effectively both as a clinician for yourself but also for your patients. And for that reason, I have created my own kind of guidance. Um, I think the reason why a lot of this came about was recently there have been some articles about whether doctors should or should not use social media. And I'll link to those articles down below. Um, so one was by um, uh, published in a magazine called Stat by Daniel Sockle, who's um, a lawyer. Uh, and then there was a rebuttal that came back from the so Doctors um, uh, organization um, headed by Dana Corral um, that has... has I think shown some of these issues, uh, and I think in particular at this point, it's important to recognize that social media is a great tool. Um, More and more clinicians and doctors are heading towards using social media, um, and that's great, that's really good, but making sure you use it safely is so important. So for that reason, I've created um, this little guide called Prescribe. Um, So I I consider this as before you write, um, but you can clearly prescribe this to people if you want to. Yeah, a little bit of a doctor joke there. If nothing else you take from this, the simple way of thinking about this is whatever you write, whatever you post, whatever you share, if you're not happy for that to be printed and made public, then don't do it. If you're not happy for this to be in front of a judge, if you're not happy for this to be in front of your peers, your family, your boss, for example, um, then don't do it. That's pretty simple Um, because nothing is secret on the internet. It can be buried and, and, and locked away as best as you can, but potentially anything can be made public if it wants to. However, that doesn't mean you shouldn't use social media. There's clearly good uses of it. And I'm going to cover a few of those shortly. Um, Effectively, um, prescribe, so before you write, um, is effectively this moniker called um, share. So the S stands for share. um, Confidentiality, um, the R stands for respect. The I for identity, the B for boundaries, and the E for engage. And I'm just going to cover a few of those points in a little bit more detail. So clearly when it comes to information on, on the internet, social media and stuff, one of the greatest resources we have as doctors is that we have lots of knowledge that we can share ourselves. Um, so this is information that we know clearly about medicine, how to treat conditions, how to identify conditions, that kind of stuff. But also more particular things. Many doctors are, for example, specialists in particular areas and sharing that not only with patients but with your peers can be so valuable and such a great way of imparting and helping learning. It's also worthwhile sharing the fun stuff sometimes and, you know uh, doctors often commented on having a dark sense of humor Well, actually being able to to relax and, and joke with people with that kind of humor you may not be able to do that face to face because you may be in a clinic room and not see another doctor or clinician for a while and that's frustrating but actually then being able to talk to people what through whatever medium that may be whether it's twitter facebook linkedin whatever can help to give you a bit of stress relief can help to prevent burnout actually it's fun as well you know how many people are out there watch cat videos when they really shouldn't have been watching cat videos that's a separate point though but it's always important to remember that certain things you may not want to share um clearly um so patient's information but also personal information about yourself and, and this was um signified by the cambridge analytical situation that happened a couple of years ago and as a result of that facebook actually created some um, videos and stuff that showed that how much information you can share by accident without even realizing it so for example, if you are filming things in your clinical rooms, make sure you put away all the patient notes, information, make sure your screen doesn't show who you've been seeing that day, you know, um, make sure there's not pieces of paper, prescriptions lying around, that kind of stuff, tidying up things to make sure that's clear. You know, if you're taking imagery as well, making sure you're not sharing other kind of information, but also your stuff, you know, your credit card details, you know, if your bag's lying around, your date of birth can be an interesting one, then that can easily be tracked and found and used if you're not careful. Um, so important to consider, I think always worthwhile looking at various different parts like your uh, privacy settings and that kind of stuff and we're going to cover that in a little bit more detail but in terms of sharing the other thing to always be aware of is confidentiality itself so clearly there's aspects of patient confidentiality and I guess a way to emphasize this there are loads of doctor forums out there and clinician forums that people sometimes discuss cases and they're actual social media platforms designed for this particular reason so things like MedShare or Doctors.net are actually designed to try and provide better security to allow you to do this. Um, Silo is another one that's like WhatsApp that allows you to do this and um, with a bit more security and stuff. Um, but at the same time it's important to be aware that if you're sharing information, not to make it identifiable to an individual patient. So clearly me, and, and this is completely uh, made up, if I was to see a 60-year-old gentleman with uh, prostatic cancer and I wasn't sure about something wanted to get further advice from people and I put things like the name, the date of birth, that kind of stuff, that's, that's clearly not sensible. But actually even sharing that within my own local area is possible that patient could identify themselves because they you know they've come to see me, and, and is that relevant? So sometimes changing some of the non relevant information just to make it a bit more nebulous, or you know, thinking about it, does this apply? Is this another way I can ask this question? Sometimes it could be a useful way of maintaining confidentiality of patients. I already talked about when you're posting images and stuff, um, but also um, in terms of if you're sharing rashes, for example, as a common example, um, making sure that there's Definitely no way that you can identify the person, so just literally showing the skin part. Make sure there's no identifiable tattoos, that kind of stuff in the picture, those kind of things. Confidentiality within the practice is always important to consider. So you may work within organizations that clearly have rules and and information that they don't want sharing. So easy things to think about and meeting minutes, that kind of stuff. But also how people work within the practice, that may be relevant. Um, I remember one um, forum where somebody happened to work as a trainee in that organization and shared um, comments a- a about how they were experiencing their workload, what they were being asked to do, that kind of stuff, and, and quite, in a sense, derogatory comments. Uh, what was interesting is that in the same forum were the practice owners uh, the partners of the practice and they actually came back and said actually a lot of this we feel is untrue and we feel it's defamation of our practice and that clearly became a problem in that practice um, and that's something that they had to manage as a result of it and therefore also remembering to be confidential about your peers um, you work with a lot of people whether it's doctors nurses healthcare workers that kind of stuff and respecting the fact that you know um, social media may not always be the best place to share information about people partly if it's true it's always perspective that is given it's one sided story that you may see and unless you've got both sides of the story how can you know what's accurate and things but also you know is it sensible for you to be sharing information that may not be yours to share in the first place for this reason, I would always recommend that every organisation, every practice has its own social media policy. Um, this can be particularly important if your staff live where you work, for example. And that's often the case, particularly for administrative staff, reception staff, that kind of stuff. But also for a lot of doctors that live in rural areas, you know, having a policy of how you engage with patients, for example, and um, how you use your practice, social media platforms, that kind of thing, it's important you have those kind of policies. If anybody is interested in those, I'm more than happy to show you the ones that I use currently. I even have a social media policy for patients that we use within our practice to make sure that they also respect confidentiality as well. And then we we'll talk about respect. So first and foremost, respect yourself. Um, I, it's important to remember social media can be permanent. Um, whatever's on the internet may exist for the dawn of time. So, for example, if you have images that you may not want shared in some particular way because of your childhood or you know university life, for example, you know thinking about that kind of stuff as you change your roles. You know when, when you go for jobs. Actually, nowadays a lot of people look at your social media profiles and stuff to potentially get an idea of what you're like as a person. Um, So always remember to respect yourself when you're using social media Um, and also have that respect for others. Um, One of the most challenging things about social media itself is that it's really hard sometimes to convey tone and Twitter in particular is a challenge for this one because of the limit of the amount of characters you can talk to people about and therefore it's very easy to see how sometimes comments can be taken the wrong way or there isn't enough detail to make an understanding and people sometimes fly off the handle and as a result of that you can go down a rabbit hole of arguments and discussions and sometimes that can also lead to polar views becoming very apparent and a problem effectively. And for that reason, also respect the rules. So, a lot of forums, a lot of groups, that kind of stuff have rules about how you should use them, and in particular about respecting other members of the group. But also things like not screenshotting the information that may be there. That's purely to try and protect or give um, some element of protection to the members of the group and things. And remembering those rules because otherwise you may end up losing access to something that actually you find quite useful on a general basis. And just a silly mistake has led to you losing access to that kind of thing. And we have seen public examples of that, I'm afraid. Identity is a key thing when we talk about social media. So first of all, your own identity when you're using social media. Um, Many people that follow me know that I use the moniker Dr. Gandalf because, well, that's kind of who I am. Um, But at the same time, it is who I am. I, I love manga and comics and things I love board games and I love just anything geeky and that kind of stuff and that comes through in my social media platform um, I, I have great knowledge of using social media and tech and that kind of stuff in healthcare and you know I like trying other things as well and I share those on my social media profile and that's how I am in person as well um, you could argue I'm slightly more boisterous online because that's what online can allow you to be um, and you can reach further and you can delve into things deeper Um, But at the same time, that is me and it's important to be yourself when you're on social media because otherwise eventually people may find things out. Again, we've seen examples of that. I'm not going to allude to them in this video, but more than happy to speak to people outside of it. Um, But also when it comes to your identity, make sure you protect it as well. Um, The privacy settings of all social media platforms is a common thing that changes at times and it's important that you keep an eye on that. So I would always recommend on a 6-monthly basis just go through your privacy settings for whatever social media platforms you're on just to check they are still how you want them to be and you're sharing what you want to share. Um because it's important um you know some of these platforms you don't have to be public, you can be private and you can uh, authorize who follows you, who doesn't, you know, block people if needs be. I'm always not a fan of blocking people, um, you know, the concept of trolls and, and and that kind of stuff. I always say that actually people who do troll, you come from a place of pain often. And if you can understand that pain, then sometimes you can engage with them a lot better. Uh, clearly, there are times where there's some messages you may not want to see or hear. And, and actually, that's fair enough. Um, but, you know, remembering to keep a hold of your identity, but also protecting it is going to be really important. Um, and that's because you need boundaries. And effectively, there are a variety of different ways you can consider boundaries. So um, many doctors tend to be very intelligent people that have multiple roles. They may not only just be a doctor, but also a family person. They may also be a, um, a clinical director of an organisation. They may be involved in CCGs, alliances, all these kind of other things. And sometimes those roles can blur into each other. And it's important to recognise the boundaries of those kind of roles. So who are you speaking for? Are you speaking for yourself? Are you speaking for one of the organisations? And what if your own views differ from that of your own organisation? I mean, we've seen that with politicians over the past year or so. But actually, sometimes you may have a particular view and that's completely at odds of the organisation you actually work for. How will you balance that? And, and you know, many people often put on their profiles and say that these are my views and not the views of my organisation, which is reasonable. But also remembering that, yes, you still have to bear that in mind that you work for an organisation and if your view is completely separate to that, making that very clear also important about the boundaries of information that you share so many people know that i'm a national representative of the RCGP council and i as a result of that get information about what the council and the rcgp are up to potentially earlier than the members um and i have signed up to the fact that i won't share certain things because of the confidentiality agreements within the, the organization itself and that's a question of transparency and i always try my best to be transparent and share what i can to make it my role um, for my members and stuff as best as I can do but I have to respect the fact I have agreed to, to that and certain things I should not potentially share and um, clearly I think if there was anything that made me think of that in more detail then I would have to consider my continued role in that but that's the kind of think and, and discussions and things you have to have with yourself and I guess lastly is the boundaries of using social media with your personal versus your professional life and um, One of the things about social media is that generally it's free to use. It doesn't have a financial cost. However, it does have a significant time cost, um, particularly if you want to use platforms well. You do need to engage with them, and that takes time. And actually, does that bleed over into your personal life? How does that work with your personal life? And at what point does your personal and professional life sometimes merge or cross over? Um, So remembering that is important and how that works when you're posting and stuff. And more importantly, keep safe. Um, there, there are unfortunately some nefarious people out there that may um, want to cause problems for you, you know, um, and trolls in particular. So, you know, um, often I've commented on things and people have taken an instant dislike to that, and you know, threatened as a result of that. You know, it's important to recognise those people and, and also challenge them. I think at times, and also recognise that sometimes some fights aren't worth fighting, kind of thing. At the same time being who you are it's an interesting part and, and definitely want to look into more detail but finally engage and with all of these with all of these um, points if you don't engage with the platforms um that, then you can't have an impact and sometimes having an impact can be really useful sharing information for yourself sharing information for your patients sharing information about what services can do or what they may need to do um, social media is a great way to get feedback from people because it's a great broadcasting platform. But it's also a great engagement tool because so many people use it. Billions of people have Facebook profiles you know, several million have Twitter profiles. And, and as a result of that, getting information can be really easy. Um, I've often used um, Twitter to challenge my local train provider um, because I've had bad experiences, shared an image and got an instant response from them. I've used it to engage with other people and socialise on an amazing concept. I've met some amazing people as a result of social media that have both helped and and nurtured me and also supported me and and opened doors for me as well in terms of opportunities. And also it's important to remember that, you know, you need to also recognise that as doctors, we sometimes come across information that may make us think that's not right and... Easy examples to think of are things like anti-vax movements, and you know, um, giving advice about treatments to people that clearly may cause them harm, and you know, these all come from a place of um, misinformation or or need or, or that kind of stuff. And sometimes challenging that clearly, I would always say to people to speak with their own healthcare provider. I should, I would never recommend that you give specific medical advice. Um, via social media but general kind of thing so for example i run our practice um, facebook page so on a hot day i'll put a post about you know making sure uh, giving you information on how to keep safe in the heat that kind of thing you know those kind of things are completely sensible and reasonable important to share because actually that kind message may help someone So I think in summary, I'd like to go back to my earlier point. If there's one thing you take away from this video when it comes to using social media guidance as a doctor is whatever you put on social media, just make sure you're happy for it to be printed for all to see because that's the easiest way of thinking about something to keep yourself safe. However, when it comes to using social media, um, think about these different aspects. So think about sharing what you're sharing, how you may want to share it think about confidentiality in particular as clinicians as doctors this is one of the key things we must consider when we're using social media think about the respect you have for yourself and for other people the identity of yourself and also what who are the people you may be talking to the boundaries that come into play when you're using social media both for your roles both for your personal life and you know for what how much information you may want to give And also make sure you engage. It's the reason it's the last one there is to have engagement with these platforms because using social media, as I said earlier, as a tool can be so useful and so powerful. And I guess an example I wanted to give was that um, recently I had an episode where there was a challenging situation, for me anyway, um, someone had made a post about a recent topic that had caused a great deal of emotion for me to come out in, and as a result of that, I had w- created a f- proper reply, and it was, there was lots of barbs, and, and you know, frustration was clearly evident from my point when I looked at it, and I was literally about to click send, and I'm glad I didn't because I I read through it again and I kind of thought why am I posting this where is this frustration coming from and then I realised that you know it was late, I was tired I'd had a really bad day at work um, and as a result of that what was normally something that wouldn't really get to me had really got to me and actually if I had posted that I probably wouldn't have been doing myself a service but also to that person um, you know they were asking a genuine question out of curiosity and i'd taken it the wrong way again looking at tone um and you know potentially i could have become the troll that i hate, always talk to people about not becoming kind of thing um and actually I, I thought about i i thought let's just read it again and actually within that time other people had already commented and said uh, so many of the points that i wanted to make in a much nicer way um and as a result i didn't need to say anything and actually me saying what i was going to say was completely inappropriate because it was coming from a place of pain in a sense i was tired i was frustrated i was angry um, and actually i didn't need to write that down and that's often the case when you get these more emotional kind of responses and things so it's always worth looking at the information there, looking at the evidence looking at the, the the stuff that's already been written and things and making sure that you consider these different points i talked about so about is it sensible for you to share is the information confidential are you respecting the person you're talking to and yourself are you maintaining the identity, the boundaries within your roles as well? And lastly, are you engaging properly with the platform, with the people, that kind of thing? So effectively, I was thinking about what to do before I wrote it, so pre-scribing. And I guess I hope you guys have found this um, session useful. Um, we're just going to go back to the main video to finish off, so catch you in a second. So EGP learners, I hope you found that video useful. As always, if you've got any questions, make sure you contact me and I'm available on all the platforms. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And as always, you can contact me through the website egplearning.co.uk. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you leave a review. I'd really appreciate your comments. It helps me understand how I can help you guys further. And as always, make sure you subscribe to get all of our content first and foremost. Because at EGP Learning, we're here to help save you and your patients time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. Catch you in the next episode.